All right. Well, girlfriend, are you ready? I am ready. I am All ready. Right, so can are you, you ready? <laughs> you might hear stuff that you don't want to hear. I'm it's okay. It's okay. And, and that's the thing about the podcast that it's yeah. about being honest and it's about being yeah. open. And you know, you choose to share whatever you feel comfortable sharing and feel as comfortable as as you want. And like I said, this is your story, and I just want to feature it because. I'm pretty amazed by you. So I just want the world to be too. So I'm excited. Hello there, and welcome to the Prickly Things Podcast, the show where we are open and honest about everyday life in hopes to empower, motivate, and inspire you. So listen close because we all love a good story. Welcome to episode 18 of the Prickly Things Podcast. I am your host, Sandra Camacho, and I am super excited to have you join me today on another episode. My guest today is from Latvia, and I met her while attending the University of Texas at El Paso. I lived at the dorms, um, and I, I worked as a resident assistant, so I got to meet and connect with a lot of our student athletes. Um, I completely fangirled over my guest after meeting her a couple of years back. Her personality, I mean, she's a star in the court and I learned how down to earth she is, how friendly she is. And I want to introduce you today to Annette, um, also known as AK. She is an all-American titled basketball player. And on this two-part episode, she shares with us about her story being an athlete and her transition out of the sport into motherhood and navigating the difficulties of life and her relationship. Um, So her journey is very inspirational and after connecting with her, I became even more excited for the release of her story. So stay tuned to listen to part one and part two following this first half and I've shared pictures of AK along her journey. So check these out on Instagram if you're not yet following. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the Prickly Things Podcast. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the show so you can stay connected with all my guests and um, be part of our community. Thank you so much for being part of this episode today. And now, without further ado, please welcome on Annette Padilla. So, AK, right. I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Just tell me a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, my name is Annette. Um, in Latvian, you would say Anette. Um, recently, I'm no longer Kirsteine. I'm Padilla. Wow. Uh, yeah, I got married um, this past May. Wow. So, so you're about uh, to get a your one year anniversary. Yeah. <gasps> the time flies so fast. Yeah, when you're having <laughs> fun, I right? Feel like, yeah. Um of course, you know, um I guess I will go back into that a little bit later because you know, clearly we got married kind of when everything was shut down just about, yeah, you know. It was yeah. it wasn't so easy. But um I guess I will talk about that a little bit later, but so um, I am from Eastern Europe. I grew up in single child family with only mom. Um, 
it wasn't always easy and all the credit I give to my beautiful mother who turned 60 yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. I saw that post and, and, yeah, and it, was so, it was so cool. I was, you know, cause she can come here. Obviously we can go nowhere, you know, it's like, yeah. wow. I mean, 60 it's years different. old and I'm like, how can I, what can I do, you know? to kind of make her day a little bit more special. So I decided to gather, you know, try. And meanwhile, I haven't been home since junior, going from junior to senior year at UTEP. So that's approximately six years ago. You haven't been home in six years and home is in Latvia. So your mom is currently in Latvia. Yes. So it's been hard, you know, because first of all, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's eight hour difference, you know, from back home and here. So they're ahead of us. They have already basically evening when I just wake up. So, you know, work and kid and family and stuff like that. You don't get to, I guess, talk as much as you would want to with family back home. So I'm not going to lie, you know, those relationships that, that I used to have with my family, I mean, they kind of are fading out a little bit, you know, I mean, Thank God there is a Facebook or, you know, Instagram or WhatsApp (laughs) where I can at least, you know, every now and then kind of see what's going on. And I try to uh, post as much as I guess, you know, pictures of what we are doing throughout the day because I don't get to really talk to them. But anyhow, so um, try to reach out to as many as many people as I could. And I made a cool video of them saying happy birthday. And it's crazy because I I reached out to people that I haven't talked to probably 10 years maybe like even longer than I haven't been home you know for the time period and um it was really cool I did that yeah it was it was interesting to to see how people have changed because you know with those little videos that I put together you know I was able to see how they look, how they oh. sound. <laughs> like that. It was like, it's, it's not kind of embarrassing, but it's sad, you know. Oh, no, that everyone's getting older. Everyone's yeah, getting older. yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, that made me kind of a little homesick too. You know, I was oh. like, God damn it. You know, like I'm missing out on so much stuff. You know, my I cousin know. has two kids already. And they haven't, and, and I haven't seen them, you know. Oh, same, you know, with me, just my mother has seen Oliver, you know, but nobody else from the family has met him and he's already four and a half years old, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard, but you know, it is what it is and life happens and hopefully, you know, hopefully soon we'll be all of all three of us go back home. But, um, so let's talk about your decision to stay because you are coming from Latvia you came into the United States in what year? I came um, in 2011, right after high school. Um, yeah, that summer of 2011, I came here. At first, I went to a junior college in Kansas for two years. And um, then I tore, I tore my second ACL in Kansas, Ooh. which gave me another extra year because I was red shirt I mean the medical red shirt mm-hmm. um so that gave me additional one year at UTEP so so that then I went to UTEP and spent my three years over there um which you know it, 
it wasn't easy um, after after having your second surgery on a second knee just done. And I said all entire year uh, previously in Kansas. So I kind of went straight from not playing for a whole year to division one preparation and wow. summer, you know, for the season. So uh, it was tough, you know, because it's a big physical, you know, conditioning and everything yeah. like different. But um, I made it through, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I know you were an all-star player when you arrived to the University of Texas at El Paso, and that's how I met you. You were an athlete, and uh, you were in the women's basketball team. You played for how many years? Three? Yeah. Yeah. So you played for three years, and at this time, while being an athlete, you were also a business major. Yeah, so I... I couldn't really decide at first I was like a general business or something like that mm -hmm. but then um the course of the classes and stuff like that kind of made me realize that I don't know if I really want to because I'm I'm okay with math but I'm not so good with uh more than what I'm supposed to know in math <laughs> and uh once I have realized I'm going to have all these accounting tools and whatever calculus and all these classes, then I was like, eh, um, I don't know if I want to do that. But and then I talked to my coach and I was like, you know what? I don't know. I just don't want to go through the because I hate to say it, but what I have realized even afterwards, you know, people just go through schools and you know whatever majors and they don't even really enjoy what they're doing and yeah. they never end up doing what they study for anyway yeah um so you know I was like I don't know if I really want to do it and then I end up being in communication so I actually graduated with organizational and corporate communication degree with the minor of general business because I already took oh. uh, a little bit of classes. So I I could have put that as a minor and, and just do like a little minor in general business. Does that show up on your degree? I, oh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I asked because I also graduated with a minor and my degree only says uh, bachelor's of arts in psychology. It yeah. does not say anything about a minor. <laughs> Why does it matter? You know, <laughs> I think you're right. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm gonna have to call a school and be like, "Where is my minor on this paper?" I know, like, I, I went to school for this diploma. minor. <laughs> yeah. I need a separate diploma for my minor. <laughs> yes, I need a separate <laughs> diploma. Exactly. But I, I noticed that, and nobody talks about that. Nobody tells you yeah. in college, like, "Oh, yeah. you get a minor." Actually, this is not gonna show up on your degree. Like, what is? What's the point of a minor? I know, right? Yeah, I, I recognize that too when I got mine I was like well why the hell did I even why y'all told me I'm in the minor because it sure doesn't show I mean yeah. I'm not gonna carry my transcript everywhere know. you know like you see I took this class you see yeah. <laughs> go apply for a job and like oh yeah I have these classes and you know, I know accounting right? and business I know yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nobody I tells you that nobody but um so you ended up graduating in what year um 2016 16 okay so you graduated yeah. may 2016 yeah okay so you graduated may 2016 um yeah. it, it was the end of your basketball career at that point oh right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it was my. I mean, clearly for the reason of um, having Oliver um, in few months, but I honestly can say that I can't either way either. Either way, I would have probably stopped my career in basketball, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because uh, after that second ACL, um, it kind of got a little tougher. I couldn't physically do as much as I could. And knee surgeries on Adelaide is probably one of the worst ones, one of the top worst wow. injuries you could possibly have because it does affect you for the rest of your life. Um, and I honestly think that pushing that those last three years at UTEP, I, you know how you want to go through your life and accomplish something. And then yeah. you feel like you have nothing left in you. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt the senior year. Um, because, you know, realizing that I have spent 17 years of my life playing basketball and when I came to States it wasn't so much I guess intense honestly even though here is a a little bit higher level of basketball oh yeah but it actually I think by when I came to States I was already you know after high school kind of halfway of not having fuel in my tank no more because (laughs) Back home when I played, um, I played for, there was my senior year, I played in four teams at the same time. Oh, wow. Through September and May. Like usually when you start a season, let's say you start season in September and then in a May, you, if you go all the way, you know, through the championship games and stuff like that, you approximately have about 30 games or wow. a little over 30 games. Well, in my instance, my mom actually counted because she was so she was so into basketball and she never missed a game oh. in the, her life. In my senior year, from September through May, I played 129 games. Oh my gosh! Wow! So yeah. your whole life was oh, basketball yeah. at that oh, point. Oh yeah, I had you know I would have be done with one game run to another game like I had some there's multiple at the same time I had to leave one game a little bit earlier to make sure I make make on time to the another game so it was intense you know and then on the top of that and so and then once you are done with that May through uh I mean September through May you know all the like school year basically and then usually the national teams are in summer so then I was always invited to be part of um, national team. And I always played in my year and I played also for year olders. Oh, so wow. it, was, it was a lot. <laughs> did you enjoy that, it? Like being an athlete as a kid, was it something uh, you enjoyed or was it something that, like you said, it was just accomplishing things in your life? It, I would say up until... Up until I start playing in national teams, which was at age of 15, um, it was just kind of, you know, something that 
I'm doing, you know, not really recognize, you know, it was, I had to do something, you know, like after mm -hmm. school, I guess it was just like a routine. But then once I started participating in national teams at that moment, it was kind of like, wow, this is cool. You know, like yeah. I, I'm enjoying, you know, the traveling, well, yeah, the, being in different you know, teams, the yeah. excitement, the fans. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you wear your country on your sleeve, you know, and like, oh. it's just like you you help. And, you know, uh, then at the end of the end of my senior year, um, I was actually uh, nominated and selected, which you don't get that trophy, like, every year or whoever you know but they actually um honor honored me with um the best player in a country in our age like my year and the other person who got was Davs Bertans who was actually playing now NBA wow so because we were in our we are the same age we grew up playing in national teams together and stuff like that but it's like it's like unique trophy that not everybody gets. Mm -hmm. There is not even every year somebody gets, you know? Like wow. if you are that guy, then you get it, you know? But there can be years when they don't think there's, you know, them. nobody deserving that. So wow. it was kind of cool. And then after I got that trophy, you know, you kind of like maybe look back and be like, you know, it was worth it, you know? it was worth all the all the hassle and all the practices and double games and stuff like that and then you know when I came to states uh, I was kind of pumped up you know something new I was nervous slash pumped I guess because yeah. I was like god damn it I don't speak English wow you had to learn <laughs> English know? while you were in the states oh yeah oh yeah what yeah, I came to States uh, barely speaking. Like, I mean, I would understand, like, I'm talking about how are you? What are you yes. doing? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff that probably three-year-old can understand. <laughs> but, um, of course, you know, we, we learn English back home, but it's a lot different than actually it's the basics right it's yeah, just it's like basic. you said the basics not enough to hold a conversation yeah, it's basics and then how much do you actually study but you know in practice you know because if you don't speak it with somebody yeah, else then yeah. you don't retain a lot of it yeah and then you know coming here and having not necessarily the correct language as well you know a lot of slang and you yeah. know being around athletes all the time I don't think athletes talk the most proper language <laughs> the most formal I know right <laughs> but um it was adjustment and I had to learn I mean I felt like I was learning from scratch honestly wow. at what age did you come into the states 19 you were 19 yeah. from Latvia into the United States, you started your um, first year in Kansas. Yeah. And yeah. how, what was your first like American culture shock? My first culture shock, probably the size of meals that we eat in restaurants. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know what was the shock? That you actually don't have to pay for water here. Because back home, we have to pay for water. Drinking water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. If you go to a restaurant, you have to pay for water. 
Oh, wow. And here you can just get by with asking for a water cup and exactly. <laughs> water up anywhere and you fill go. Up with Sprite, right? Yes. <laughs> guilty. I am guilty. Right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So even at 19, I mean, you came here to play basketball at 19. You started your career in Kansas. You were learning English, but you were also going to school, right? Yeah, I was just like a UTEP. I was student athlete, went to school full time, did basketball. Um, it was hard, you know. Thank God that uh, liberal Kansas is a smaller, you know, the Seward County Community College is where I went. And thankfully, that school was so small that um, it was a lot of support, you know, from teachers and everybody. I mean, the, the city just lived around Seward, you know, that was mm -hmm. the main, I guess, entertainment for, for the whole city, you know, <laughs> their athletics and stuff. But um, it was hard, yeah. I mean, I would just sit in the class, you know, staring at the teacher, not freaking understanding anything she says, you know. But <laughs> but um, for the first year, every single day after class, every everybody would leave the class and I was the last one you know staying in the class and kind of uh asking teacher you know to make sure that I'm understanding currently what to do for homeworks and you know if I had any problems you know wow. just kind of have some extra help I guess and stuff like that but uh with that being said you know I guess that a little bit helped me as well, because when I first, you know, I didn't speak English, I was just going to school and running drills and practices and, and trying to see what the people in front of me are doing so I can repeat and do the same thing, you know, in practice, I would never go first because I was scared that I just going to not do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, after the first year, um, I actually have a, I actually have a flag with my name and my last name in the Seward County, uh, the Greenhouse Gym, because I was actually selected as All American Player at the oh at the end of the first year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when you get selected as a uh, All American Player, then. Um, they create you and that's amazing like I get chill just think about this that I will have a flag with my name and saying that I'm all American for rest of the life you know and yeah they keep that in the gym yeah and wow. it's it's pretty neat feeling and it's so crazy because after that first year you know my coach is texting me and he said hey Annette congrats you're you got selected, you know, like he explained like the whole formal way, you know, um, blah, 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 all American. And I'm like sitting there, I was like, I have no earthly clue what that means. Like, you know, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, yeah. I was like, what, what is that? Like, what's that? You know? Yeah, no, I get <laughs> and it. And it's crazy, you know, like you, you got honored so high, but you know, 
as I go, I don't think about stuff like that. I'm just trying to freaking survive and try to learn how to do things, you know. Try to live and, in America. I know, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, you are all American. I'm like, what the hell is that? What does that mean? And then when they explain, you know, because obviously I have seen flags and stuff like that and uh, in the gym and, and coach is like, yeah, you, you're going to get uh, a flag up on the top of the ceiling. And I said, what? That is crazy. That is amazing. Have you ever been back to Kansas? Uh, yes, I actually went there with Ollie. Um, I went there. So I graduated UTEP in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back there with Ollie, not the September that he was born, just because he was born in, at the end of July. So not that September, but the next September, because my teammate, my one of my best friends from uh, from Seward, actually got married. So uh, I was her bridesmaid. So I oh. went back to Kansas to to a wedding, and I took Ollie with me. He was just about you know a little over a year old, um, and yeah. Then I stopped at the gym and. Kinda. saw your flag and all the memories yeah i kind of get to reflect you know on Everything. that and see what has changed and whatnot but and a lot have changed at that point so oh, let's yeah. bring it back to you you're still in college you're at 19 you're learning english you're going through school you're a student athlete you move to el paso um, to study at the university of texas at el paso and you are spending your time as an athlete your career and then you got pregnant in your senior year of college right yes yes so uh I met my kid's father that first year at the end probably like April I guess it was March April I met him in my first year at the end of the year and then yeah <laughs> It was <laughs> it was interesting ride with him. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 crazy. You know, it's like unfortunately I found out, but I mean Oliver is blessing at the same time. Oh, I know, I know, but I can imagine, and <laughs> and I, your story really speaks to a lot of people that may have gotten pregnant in college, in high school. Yeah. There's a lot of you know, early or teen pregnancies, um, you know, sometimes that somebody's not prepared for. And oh, you, yeah. especially as a student athlete, you know, you are, uh, you know, three years into your career as a basketball player. And then, you know, almost at the end of it, you find out you're pregnant. Like, what was your reaction? Um, it was hard because uh, honestly, the relationship wasn't the, the brightest and the, the purest, I guess. So um, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting. I didn't want to because um, with everything that we'd gone through. As a couple. As a couple, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I made my mistakes, you know, as far as forgiving a lot of stuff, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, kind of just going back to him uh made me pay for it which now I have to deal with him for another 
14 years <laughs> with yeah with baby Ollie but yeah. at the same time you know you you find out you're pregnant how was it like telling your mom um it was hard because not that I only I found out uh, actually on Christmas December 24th I found out that I'm pregnant um and it was hard to tell my mom because I did talk to my mom about relationship and she wasn't thrilled and she knew that I probably don't want to be with him as much as uh, apparently he wanted with me. Uh, but, you know, it was hard. It was hard. My mom actually, it was so hard that it's hard to say right now because I can't even think of that thought, but we actually, I was very close to do abortion. Wow. And and that's something that does, you know, happen a lot, like when we're students and, yeah. and when you have your whole future ahead of you. And that's something that I wanted to ask you because, you know, you have options when you have an unplanned pregnancy in college, in high school, there's always that thought of yeah. what are there's another option what if I don't keep this baby not necessarily abortion but adoption is also an option and you know when you're in that moment where you're young you were how old were you yeah. 20? uh no I was 23 20 23 but yeah. still you're you're an yeah. all-star yeah. basketball player you are like I said at the high of your career your college yeah. you know years are you know you're experiencing your college experience and all of a sudden you're pregnant and, and you did think about abortion yeah it, it was hard because you know just for the fact of me not feeling um really in love with my kid's father you know everything how he has hurt me and what he has done it was more about I mean that was honestly the life-changing the second most life-changing decision I have ever made the first one was clearly just to come to states you know by myself and the second one was do I want to stay in the States with somebody who I don't know if I can trust, if I can love, if he will take care of me or I go back home? Because, you know, knowing that I'm international, I can't just be, you know, yeah, you know, one day I want to go home or one day I don't want to go, you know, like uh, as soon as I'm done with school, my student visa expires. Then 60 days later, I'm going to become illegal. So do I want to stay here, give him another chance to prove and get married with him? I value marriage very high. Yeah. I grew up with just mom and, and I didn't have a father figure in my life. She was never married, you know, so... I wanted to be that person in the family that starts, you know, change that around. I want a happily ever after family. So it's, you know, do I want to give another try after giving already 10 tries in college? Do I want to trust that person with basically all my life and get married to him so I can stay here or 
I take away the child from his father, you know, and go back home and do whatever, you know, yeah, be home with a different my family, life. you wow. know. That is a really hard decision, even at 23. And, you know, you have emotions, you have hormones going through your body. Yeah. Uh, I bet it was a very difficult time. And yeah. And, you know, you were by yourself. Did you have head. a lot of support back then? Because your mom is in Latvia, you're yeah. in El Paso with you know athletes no family yeah support system like um it was actually I was blessed to have one um I met this one family in El Paso um that actually ended up being the closest to me they they were the first ones that find out that I'm pregnant you know um uh, we went there a lot of times, spent a lot of times. Um, the mom actually helped me, you know, find doctors and, and she helped me with a lot of, you know, all the pregnancy stuff. And they made that ba- baby shower that I had. They organized all that basically. But it was, you know, I had one family here that was kind of supporting me and helping me through everything. And and things like that. Uh, my mom came down here. So I found out that I was pregnant in Christmas, that I had my senior night in February 28th or 27th, something like that. Mm-hmm. But my mom actually flew down for my senior night. So she was here for a little bit. And then with my mom, I on a, after the senior night game, I went upstairs and I told the coaches that I'm pregnant with my oh, mom wow. being in office. They didn't know. They didn't nobody knew. Yeah. So I, from December you found out you're pregnant. February is senior night, you know, and it's a very important night. And right. that same night you told your coach you were pregnant. Yeah. Did your mom know at that time? Yeah, uh, okay. I told I told my mom and and basically probably the two days after Christmas around I told her around the same time basically that I confirmed that I'm pregnant, um, and I told all my team as well before I told coaches. So my team knew that I'm pregnant. The last people that didn't know were coaches basically yeah I told them probably the last because I was already hitting three months three and a half probably four months honestly yeah um so you know at that point I just I had to tell them because uh that was the time where I you know probably needed to kind of a little bit slow down with all the running you know like the contact basketball yeah, so it was kind of better, bittersweet because, you know, they they found out, whatever, you know. Honestly, you know, I didn't get to experience as much, I guess, the basketball the last uh, actual, you know, season because I, they kind of, you know, kept me outside the court, you know, knowing that they don't want to put me on a court, you know, four months pregnant and playing games. So for the past probably three months of the season, I was just kind of participating in just non-contact drills and, you know, 
runnings and stuff, you know, still being active and participating in everywhere with the team, but um, not as much actual games, you know, they, they kind of saved me from, the, from all that. Yeah. But, and who had a better reaction? Cause I'm thinking, you know, your mom is always going to be understanding and loving, but I know it was hard for her to find out you're pregnant. How, what was it like for your coaches? Cause I'm thinking they're also like surprised and also devastated yeah um they were surprised for sure because um they i guess the nice way to say they didn't like him and they knew him and uh usually i'm the person when i go into a relationship like i give my all like um head over heel in love you know i give everything i have you know i don't cheat i don't do stuff that you know i was to right you know because i i live by saying you know i don't want to do something that i don't want somebody to do to me so you know i will never you know treat my other person or other half wrong knowing that i would hate for him to do the same to me you know uh but and they kind of recognized when I started dating that uh, I was so, you know, always my coach, my assistant coach was like, Annette, you need to not put all eggs in one basket, you know, like you have to have a balance of things. And they kind of, I guess, recognize that I'm kind of focusing on, you know, being in a relationship at the beginning and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if they heard stuff. I don't know if they found out somehow, some way about our fights or whatnot and stuff like that. But they they were not real thrilled with with him and they didn't believe that he's the person that I should stay with. Right. <laughs> I guess Good. I would say so. It was a shock, but um, at the same time, you know, I was one of the oldest one on the team because just because we graduate high school back home uh, later than you guys do. Oh, wow. So that way, I have always been older, a little bit older than everybody else. Um, but, you know, it's just, it was, it was what it was, you know, like they were, they were understanding, supportive, you know, they supported me and stuff like that they wish me you know the best of luck after and was praying that uh, you know everything will turn out good uh stuff like that but I think at the end they kind of knew that I wasn't really thrilled to I guess stay here and move to Dallas with him so um it was hard you know it was just I think they kind of sensed and felt that I'm kind of stuck, I guess the best word is not a very good situation. And you mentioned it because coming into the States, you're on a student visa, right? You're still on a student visa while you're a student. You mentioned 60 days later after graduation, you have to go back to Latvia. Yeah. Or, you know, make a decision, either go back to school or, or, you know, get married if you are in a relationship yeah so you always knew you had those choices and once you found out you're pregnant you don't want to take away your child from their father you know from his father yeah I mean I kind of did but I didn't at the same time you know I 
I knew I wholeheartedly, I knew that it's not going to work out probably with him, but I'm so naive to stuff sometimes, you know, to stuff like that, that um, he was begging. Cause I told him, you know, I told him, I said, listen, like, I really want to go home. Like I, you know, you have heard me so many times. Like, I just, I can't trust you. Like I have zero trust to you, like zero. And, uh, you know, it's just one thing after another. And then uh, I just knew that the best decision for me personally, just taking out the picture, Ricky and Oliver, would be to go back home but you know he was you know guys can talk they will talk peaches and roses all day um he promised you know that he he won't do me wrong and stuff like that so i was like you know what um i guess i will stay and let's give it a try because not knowing if it would have worked out would have hurt you or haunted you if you went back to Latvia because it's always that thing of like well what if it does work out what if he does change yeah and you stayed and you also want to provide a family to your baby. Right. It's important exactly. to you. Exactly. Um, but nevertheless, you know, eh, we got married in July, three days before Oliver was born. Wow. Yeah, my mom was actually here because um Ollie was actually planned like the first or second day of August, but he came on the 28th and we got married on the 25th. And my mom was here just, you know, for the birth of Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she kind of happened to be at the ceremony as well. I mean, we did only report and stuff, so nothing, nothing crazy at that moment, you know, since we were fresh out of school and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, understand. And, you know, so I got married choking on my yes, <laughs> I guess I would say, in the courthouse. Wasn't really fully enjoying and trusting my own decision. But I did it and we got married. Oliver was born. Your mom only stayed here for the birth of Ollie. She had to go back to Latvia. And for the first time, you were a young mom by yourself in another country. I am fearful of that. I <laughs> my mom is in Arizona and I'm also just recently married. And once you are married, everyone starts asking, where are the kids? When are you having I kids? Know, right? And I'm like, my mom is not here. I can't, I I can't know, be planning right? any kids until my mom is here presently with me because yeah. it's a fear of, I need my mom to help me with the kid. I like know. it's a newborn. How did you work around that? She was, she was here for a total of month she was here so she was here probably two weeks I think two two weeks and a little bit um after Ollie was born so she gave me you know a little bit of hand and help you know with the fresh beginning you know the first few weeks and honestly afterwards you know I wasn't working or nothing at the beginning um because I was you know 
we had to, we, we kind of had to get married, you know, so I can start all the green card process, you know, so I can be legal and work and, you know, do what normal people do. Um, so the time that you're applying for the green card, because you recently got married and you're changing your status from, you know, student visa to green card during that process, do they give you like a work permit or anything yeah, like that? So when you apply for a green card, uh, once they accept your application in general, you know, when you turn all your papers in, um, they, in 90 day period, which is three months, they issue a, a temporary work authorization form which allows you to basically you know work and and apply for like a driver license you know which is not also permanent it's kind of like a temporary driver license uh but you know basically kind of let you do everything that you know you kind of need to you know as far as work and stuff and you also actually you also can travel with that um temporary uh authorization form but they don't suggest you to do it they don't suggest you to leave the country until you actually have the permanent yeah definitely okay so i got that and um when did i get it i would say april probably like after a year oh wow yeah the whole thing took probably just about damn near close two years wow. <laughs> to get a green card yeah it was a very long process and expensive too and then t- on top of that you're depending on your husband yeah. now to yeah. do everything as a woman in Latvia coming from a single family household with a woman that does everything in the house how right. was it like for you to depend on your husband entirely um it was hard it was definitely hard um I, I, you know, since this day, you know, I have always told my, my um, husband now, you know, that I just don't ever want to depend on somebody else. I, I, you can, I hate that. And, you know, going, I will, I guess, explain you a little bit more of my current situation and stuff like that I've been telling him because I'm about to not work for a little bit but you know I kept telling him I said man I just like I can't I have to do something to generate some sort of income you know um but yeah it was hard you know it was I felt like I'm stuck and um probably the reason why I was stucking in this hard and horrible marriage for as long as I did was because, you know, there was no way for me to get on my own, I guess, you know, until unfortunately all the papers and everything turned out to be good and I'm able to fully work and do what I need to do, you know. So you got that green card. I was kind of, you know, I felt like I was on a leash. Just, you know, if I wanted something, I had to ask, you know. I was stuck in the house with a kid, you know, by myself every day for 24 hours, you know. Um, it was rough, you know, and then I, um, there was a lot of, you know, of course, 
mistreating and lying and a lot of stuff in between yeah, I bet. that kind of, you know, opened my mind and I'm like, God damn it, I just need, I was crying in my pillow every other day. I was, I was actually really, really, and it's funny because I built, I built relationships with my kids' fathers, friends, you know, like girls, girlfriends of his, of his, um, and, you know, I was kind of holding everything and try to make everything look nice, you know, from outside. Uh, but at some point it was just too much that I couldn't just pretend like I'm happy when I wasn't happy. So I kind of started, you know, telling them a little bit of truth and how actually our relationship is going. Um, and I was actually really, really close so just canceling the whole green card deal and they actually talked me out of it really yeah. so you weren't about to be done with everything this is not yeah. worth it it's too much let me go back to my country right. be with my kid and start over and was, yeah because you know um I can tell you a little bit I guess you know a few instances out of all of them like <laughs> it just blows my mind ever since I mean since still till this day it blows my mind that you know I the whole time we were together for just about damn near two three years um he actually lied about his age what that blew my mind too I um to make it even worse sounding, <laughs> I found out his real age three or four months after I got married to him. What? So you were with a person that you didn't even know, like really know? Yeah. He lied about his age on the marriage certificate. What? And then he, so we had wrong date of birth on marriage certificate we still have we still have his wrong uh birth date on oliver's birth certificate oh my gosh so basically all oliver's documents and stuff is with the wrong yeah wow it's, it's wild it's and that's just like if you think this is crazy then that's not yeah, I bet there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, just it's think just, again. If, just think about just think about if you can lie about something like this, which actually like who lies about age, you know, like it don't matter, you know, all your life thinking that your significant other is one age and then all of a sudden he's you know different age, like not that it makes freaking difference, and that was the whole point. I'm like what the hell of you would lie over two years, you know? Like that's, that's just, it's crazy. So what else you can lie about if you can lie about your age that don't even freaking matter, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's wild. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, you know, they talked, talked me out of uh, canceling everything because they honestly, you know, they were, surprised when I start telling them you know what he has done and what he has not done and stuff like that um they were telling me you know what 
don't you ever think about canceling that green card because you know what they said you deserve to get the green card and have a better life than this because I didn't know what the life would look like back home honestly because there's not a lot of opportunities you know to work and uh I guess I guess you can make a better life here than over there even on your own and you have a degree you have yeah yeah something to back you up where if given the opportunity there's so many things that you can do here for yourself and for a better future for ollie and yeah there was that prospect of a better life and so you know that's that's what they were talking about you know like with everything that you have gone through just suck it up pretend like you're good for just these last few months get what you deserve because that's honestly they were saying you know that's the least thing he can give you is the opportunity to get better without him later you know like that's that's the least he can do you know um so you know I end up getting the 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 green card and stuff like that well I already started working with the permanent uh, with the temporary card uh as soon as I got that card I was in the search for a job I started you know this little marketing company um basically like we were representing AT&T and few energy companies and stuff like that inside big retailers um and this so was while you were in Dallas it's yeah that was enough for what else yeah um so I was doing that I got promoted I got promoted you know there's different steps you know how you can get promoted and then um they promoted me to open my own business and my own office uh so (laughs) it's funny how how things turn out you know I am a true and I'm living proof and I'm believe in the saying that things happen for a reason. Like there is no, like, I'm not just saying this, like it's, it, it things happen. It's not just cliche. It's real life. It's, it's so surreal that something like that happens exactly at the same you know at the time where it needs to happen where I got promoted the relationship with my kid's father was long dead dead and gone like I was just existing under the same roof half of the time I didn't even know where he was last year of living with him I was just kind of hoping that the least I see him, the better, honestly. 